You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, everybody. Hello, Sitok. That was a very high energy. It was. I was trying. I was, you know, like Cheapy D on the Cadcast, where he feigns. Don't aspire to Cheapy D levels, the, please. Yeah, <laughs> he feigns enthusiasm at the beginning. Ah. I can always tell. Howard uh, Stern also does the same thing. So these are the men you want to be like. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm not impressed, but I get it. Right. As you can tell from my voice. Once again, I am sick. So I apologize if you have a thing about nasality. If you have a thing about nasality where you really, really enjoy it, well, you're welcome. I have a thing about nasality. It's awful. There could be coughing. There could be snotting. There won't be any coughing. It will be removed (laughs) before the final product hits the streets. I will definitely do less talking because it's, I don't like coughing. Whoa. I know. That's my promise to you. (laughs) This is is my moment. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. And don't laugh because that seems to make you cough. It does. And I'm I'm suppressing it right now. So we'll be very unhumorous. And uh, as I am often accused of anyway. So that's fine. Yeah. I will. I will try never to make a joke. During the whole show. I don't think that's going to be a problem. But before the after the show discussion was me coughing and how to clear them and whatnot. It was a fun time for It was all. fun. And this movie a little bit. All right, so let's get on to this. It is Saturday, July the 6th. This is after the show, number 589. We're a movie review podcast. We look at a movie every week. This week, we're looking at the 2019 release of Pet Cemetery, Not the original one. In fact, the original one did just come out on Blu-ray also. So don't be confused. That's a little confusing. Huh? That's a little confusing. When you go to the store, you'll be like, which one do I want to watch? Which? I'll just buy them both. But this is uh, out on Blu-ray this week. It's rated R. It's from our friends at Paramount, who sent us a copy for review. And Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of Pet Cemetery. Mm, mm, Do I need to? There's like a pet cemetery. It's Stephen King. There's death. There's a book and a movie. After life, yes. And um, Possessed Child. Does <laughs> that cover it? Yeah, Pet Cemetery. yes. Based on the, when was the book? 19... I don't know, the first movie was 1990. Yeah. It was, oh, 1989, Paul. It was mid-80s, the book. So it's a famous book by Stephen King. We've all seen the movie, haven't we? All seen the original. No, we have not. <laughs> We, we've all seen the original, but Sid Talk missed it somehow. Not me. Somehow. She I saw was the un- clips and the extras, and I'm like, I got it. I get it. <laughs> somehow she was stuck under a rock. No, I just, it didn't appeal to me. I, Which I, it's the most mind-boggling thing for me. Yeah. Because your, some of your favorite movies are horror movies. Correct. Some of your favorite movies are 80s movies. 
Correct. Um, Crappy horror, in fact, yeah. is one of my top genres. And how this went over you, how you never even like caught it accidentally? Maybe, maybe my, don't be offended anyone, but uh, my dislike of pets in general just made me like, uh. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's a lifelong thing where I'm like, ugh, a movie about dead pets? Although you would think that would pique my interest. I don't want them to be dead. I just don't want to watch a movie about them. True. No, I don't know what my reasoning was. It just never looked that interesting and just fell through the cracks. But you saw all, you probably saw all the others Carrie, The Shining, yep. The Stand, Christine. Either on HBO, late those. night TV, or videotape. Yeah. So I saw the original, so I'll be the spokesperson for the original. Yeah, we're not comparing, though, as we like not to. No, tell. but um, if, you know, I would like to say. Looking forward to seeing a remake of Pet Cemetery. I, th- I thought, you know, it's quite a cool story, the original. I liked it. It's very simple and quite a contained, small story. But, you know, in when you remake something, maybe you could bring something new to it, or it could have the same kind of fun that the original did. Even though the original, like I just said to you, was... Uh, a horror movie. It was kind of like eighties campy, kind of fun horror movie. Sounds like it. Yeah, it really was. Like it was, it was silly in parts, and it was had a bit of a sense of humor to it, and it was a bit, it was creepy, but there's also a, just a whimsical kind of thing to it. Now this new like though, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah. In fact, yes, just like that. The way that that is funny, but like horrifying as well, right? I mean, it's both. Yeah. Um, and the original Pet Cemetery is both too. It's just, but this, they took. Now, for me, I, I'm going to say straight out front here, I wasn't really a fan of this, mm. and for many reasons, many, many, many reasons. Oh my, oh my. And my first reason is um, they removed all the fun and whimsical. I, mean, I know it doesn't have to be. It's not. It doesn't have to be Evil Dead Two or something like that. But. It's got such a dour tone to the entire thing. There's not even like a, a line of dialogue that's even remotely funny or anything. It's very dour. It's very gloomy. What do you mean by dour exactly? You know, like just flat and c- kind of empty almost. Okay. Uh, it's, and so many problems with it. The other, you know, that's my first problem. It it took itself really seriously. Which, True. Which made it worse. Um, second, the characterization of the characters <laughs> <laughs> in the movie is nothing. There's none. There's no characterization. It's like, it's even like at the base level, like, oh, the dad is this type of person. The mother is this type of person. I couldn't even get a handle on that. Like, wh- what? True. There was no... It was like, oh, the dad is a doctor. And that's as, that's as much as I know about him. Even at the end, that's as much as I know about him. The mother is, I don't know, right? She, I mean, all she said was your stay-at-home wifey. And yeah. I thought, is that how we're defining your entire character? Yeah. The, Interesting. You know, the kid, the the two kids, is also nothing to them either, really. I mean, the, there's nothing like... Yeah, we get nothing like she's precocious or she's extra smart. I mean, I understand we're trying to define two-dimensional characters here. We're trying to lift them up to the cardboard cutout. Oh, she's the genius child. Oh, he's 
that little kid's got a problem of some kind, or he's a drinker, or she's got a dark secret in her past, right? Those are all two-dimensional things. We don't even have that. No. We're I, trying to we're trying to like smash these two into some sort of cardboard pulp and, and make really, them into a shape of some kind. It really stands out because I kept going I kept watching it and I was like, okay, like why you know, I I've seen the original of this. This has got the same name as it. I kind of know what I'm in for. And and I'm like, do I care about these people at all? Do we even care about the kids? Do I care about any of this? <laughs> and I'm like, no, just like bring on the thing. And now or are you just old? Well, now what the what the directors said of this movie is they when they re, it sounded like this movie was in trouble because they were like, oh, it went through this development and we passed it on to this guy. I think that hits it right. Yeah, that's that's the uh, you can tell the source of the problem. I there think. was a lot of that in the extras where it said, oh yeah, it's been in, under development for a long time and blah 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 blah. And I kept thinking, well, it kind of shows. Because yeah. you just slap something together at the end. And characterization, none. So when things do start to happen, you d- I don't care. Like, And I know this movie, like, you know, some people, it, it might be a bit too extreme because there's death of kids. Spoilers. I mean... A kid. Yeah. Well... Just one. Spoilers. <laughs> the way the ending goes, like I said to you, is possibly a death of... But we don't oh, see. Oh, true. It, you know, true. <laughs> we don't see the on screen. But the thought of that, some people can't even deal with. Yeah, it, we'll right? we'll so, deal with the pretentious ending at the at the ultimate spoiler near later in the yeah. conversation. So, you know, I didn't care about them because there's no characterization to them, and I, it's almost like they. Well, they also said in the extras, we wanted to like, kind of like get away with the fact. The the book is a, mainly a family drama with a bit of horror at the end. Well, we wanted to like remove the family drama and just have horror. And I was like, and that's where you suck the life out of yeah. the whole story. Yeah, exactly. That's when you when you cut to the horror so quickly in the movie, which they do. And yeah, if you like, you know, action and stuff, there's a lot of it. But here's the question for you: You're an Evil Dead fan. Yeah. In the original Evil Dead, what kind of character development did you get? Um. It's it's really loose also in that movie. It's exactly. like the jock. So the, what is it nerd. that makes that one, even the later ones? There's a personality to it. Okay. To the whole So you can thing. override the lack of story and character with style and da 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 Camera work da, da, da. and okay. interesting bodies. Shockingness. And, yeah. So you're not really telling a story. <laughs> But there's a cool story to the Evil Dead, also, isn't there? I mean, there's. Well, you're going to defend it. There's the basic story <laughs> of like reading the passage and yeah, you know, and then the the dead coming back. So, but in this, like, removing the drama and going straight for the horror, it really it makes it ineffective. It's for like me. everybody's already dead. Yeah, it's like they I even don't, ever I, die. I don't give a damn. And now, like, and who I know kind of what's going to happen, even though they do kind of change it slightly. But um, it doesn't do anything for me. And, like, the gore and stuff is okay. There's some scenes that I were like, this is... You know the scene with the the dumb waiter thing? With the yeah. Gu- it seemed like it was from something else. Like, it, it seemed like... I, I was, agree. I was like, wow. I mean, this- it was terrifying. And I had many moments during this movie. If we want to talk about, like, rearing your head back and going like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. I had a lot of those. Like, oh, no, 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 no. So I like that. It's stimulating. Yeah. 
but I'm those need to go with something else. <clears throat> yeah, there's some, um, you know, the uh, part in the middle with the truck when the truck at the truck. Well, you you don't. That's the major part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it looks really bad and green screeny. It, the people don't look like they're there. There's a kid stood in front of a truck. And oh yeah, there's a shot and it just looks like it like it did look stitched. a bit flimsy. There's a bit stitched together. Yeah, so there's some of that. It doesn't feel like the production values are super high sometimes. Um, and it's it's kind of predictable, right? Because, I mean, you didn't see the original. Was it predictable for you? Well, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask that question of. I've seen a lot of horror movies. Also have seen a lot of other Stephen King stories. So the exact ending, No. But the problem was I didn't care. Right. So I wasn't thinking about it. Where's this going? What's going to happen? And this is my ultimate problem with this movie. It has no, like, okay, here's the story in a nutshell. They moved to the country, as we were joking around. (laughs) Anybody in a movie, like if they convince you characters in the movie to move from the city to the country with your family, don't do it. No. We could probably list a hundred movies right off the top of our heads. It's like... Where that is like the catalyst for your family being murdered horribly. And it's like, however stressful your job is in the city... (laughs) Yeah, just stick with it. The country is a (laughs) hundred times more stressful than that. There are demons. There are murderous hillbillies, apparently, in the country. There are all kinds of, like, ritualistic freaks and weirdos. Yeah. There are whole towns that are built around, like, some horrible demonic secret under the ground that they're all protecting. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't move. And if somebody in, close to you dies and you're in the city and you decide you need to move out into the country to get away, don't do it. And this They week- will come back and haunt you or something terrible. But this is our story. They move. They're all relatively happy. A couple of weird things happen that normal characters that, are, that have been defined would react to in some possible way. Like a dream where your feet get muddy. But that's nothing, apparently. That's no big deal. All, all the dumb waiter things. Yeah, flashbacks from also. your sister's death, which is horrible. <laughs> and But then that could just be her. You see, that's what I'm saying. We have no... They moved, and now they. she's glad they've moved. He's glad they've moved. The daughter's happy. It's fun. It's beautiful. They got all this land. It's a bit creepy. And then everything starts going wrong. And then we skip to, sort of like as Stephen King likes to do, punishing these people... For their lies or indiscretions or their, what they're hiding deep in their souls or whatever it is. But, but we don't what? know what they are. We know nothing about them, so we don't... We only get to reveal the mom's thing, but then... Uh, is praying that your horribly deformed and disabled sister to die? Wherever this hell is that's summoned up on this hill. This is the story, too. They don't like that? <laughs> they're just like, ooh, that makes you a bad person. But... Wouldn't some demonic person in hell be like, right on, lady. <laughs> Send her to us early. Like, hey. it makes no sense. Like, if that's her only indiscretion. And we don't know if he's cheated on her, if he killed a patient, if he we cheated on... We don't know on, anything. Yeah, we know nothing about these people. So going from being happy they've moved there to them being horribly punished for whatever, it, there's no story there. And like I said to you, and I've said a lots of movies... The people making the movie, when they love the source material, like a book or a comic or previous movie, that's awesome. I like it. I love people to be really enthusiastic and all that jazz. However, there's a good percentage of movies 
that because the people are so close to the material, they write the story, they make the movie, they watch their dailies, they watch their edit, they look at their final movie, and they're like, yes. But what they're doing is they're filling in gaps with their mind of what they know from previous source material that people like me do not know. Right? I've never read that book. I've never seen that movie. I don't know if this guy is a bad guy or if he was a bad husband, but it might be totally explained in the book. So they're, they know that. They know why they moved to the country. We don't. Exactly. So to me, it's like random people move to the country, weird shit happens, the end. Yes. You could jazz it up with just a little bit of reason for this family to have been lured to this house, like whatever, you know, use any tropes you want. There's plenty of tropes in this movie, right? Plenty. So if you want to add a few more, have it so that the demons were always hunt gunning for this guy, you know, like pulling him in, whatever, just something. Then I'd probably complain about that, but yeah, it's, it's exactly true. And, um, also, um, what it amounts to is, you know, this movie was playing out in front of my eyes. I was watching it. I was like, oh, this is a, like an action sequence that seems like kind of it would be near the end of the movie, but it, obviously not near the end yet because we haven't resolved everything yet. <laughs> right. And then it just ended. Like, it just ended. Like, I, I ne- don't generally get that feeling, whereas, like, this is not the end. I said to you, oh, we got to wait till the end of the credits because something's going to, we're going to see something, right? Right. But it, the ending is so unsatisfactory for me. That last shot. It, How about the alternate ending? The alternate ending was worse, I thought. <laughs> I liked the, the ending in the movie. But Agree. it was I unsatisfactory mean, yeah. uh, as a wrap-up to the whole thing. And it was really abrupt. Like it, I was like, whoop, hold on. The, the credits are rolling? Like, there's something wrong there, right? With the pacing or whatever, when, when an audience like me is watching it and going, is that the end? Like, yeah. Like, I I expected more from that story. And And again, I think that's from, they're all satisfied with seeing either of those endings because they know how they got to that point. They understand everything about those characters and that to have a, basically, are we spoiling the whole thing? Um, I mean, it's Pet cemetery. Yeah. That it's all families like zombies, essentially. That's what you are, right? You're dead, you get resurrected. Yeah. And then you're, you're just, just not left. the same. You're not the same. You're just left. I mean, you were dead. Now you're back alive with having been embalmed. Like girl, girl was embalmed with her head cut open and everything. I mean, the whole bit, right? So now you're alive again. Nasty, stinky, as you pointed out. Um, and that's the, that's the punishment for what? Somebody knows that. Except for us. I mean, aside from like the base thing of like, well... You know, Greece really hard, and if you you know, if if you could have somebody back, would you? Let that like scenario, which is yeah, but they don't explore it enough, do they? No, I he mean, doesn't just, toil, he doesn't even toil about it for a day. He doesn't even toil about it for like thirty seconds. It's like as soon as it happens, yeah, you're like, he's going. He's <laughs> the convinced. next scene. He's he's talking to John Lithgow, saying, uh, "How can we go about this?" You know, like it's no, he wasn't. He was knocking him out so he wouldn't interfere. Right? Yeah, but he already knew what it, to do. It's it's like. It's one to a thousand. It's like, there's, yeah. there's no like, there's no development of that. There's no like, oh, he's sitting around, he's sad, he's like, what <laughs> if, what if. There's none, none of that. He just immediately does it. 
and the whole catalyst of this idea of pet cemetery is that like if you could bring somebody back would you and what would the consequences be for it well i don't really think i don't agree with that i think that's digging deeper than it really is because this is just digging deeper (laughs) this is literally just bringing them back with no you don't understand the process you don't understand the the spiritual side of it at all like you don't right so there's no like well he did warn him the cat, the dog was never the same. He did say that. Yeah, his he did. dog was, and the cat was definitely not the same. <laughs> um, I did like some of the special effects from on the cat. I thought the cat, the when the cat was back from the dead, mm. the weird, creepy cat that was just hanging around and like Very scratching creepy. people. Um, I did like that. That was these are some of my positives. Okay. Um, I I really liked, even though it is super dumb and <laughs> makes no sense. The scene, the go- it's a gore scene in the hospital with the guy with his brain hanging out. When I say that to you, <laughs> viewer, listeners, you're probably like, what? There's a guy with his brain hanging out? Yeah, there is. I mean, it's like his, his face is kind of scraped off is all. It's kind of, it's gross though, right? It's a really yeah. good gore-like thing. Yeah. I, I liked the makeup on that. I thought it looked really gruesome and gross. But, and it's in the original film. It's not quite as gruesome as that. But it, it's... The original it's kinda, film looked like... American Wellworth in London. Yeah, it did. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's a really gory scene at the beginning of the film, and but it's kind of dopey as well. It's like, and he doesn't react to it like any real person would. True. That's you know? another issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know he's a doctor and he's seen all kinds of things, but even the nurses were so freaked out. They were like, his brain's he's showing. Because, you know, they're all like, ah, going away. Like, and he's just like. See, I think you focused on that. I didn't even notice any of that. All I saw was that he was scraped up really bad. His and doctor, he was the nurse, as she was walking out, said, his brain's showing. And, and he was like. Right. But I just saw, I didn't even think about that. I was just like, he's really, really hurt. I know he's dying because he it was looks pre- like he's going to be a zombie. It was pretty <laughs> bad, gross score. But. It was kind of there for the sake of it, like, oh, we're going to do something horrible. Right it was reminiscent. Yeah. Um, and like I say, ending was very abrupt, disappointing. Disappointing or satisfying in comparison to the rest of the movie? No, not not at all. It, like, even worse right, than Right, but rest I mean, comparison compared to what you expect from the movie once you're watching it. Because to me, my expectations were pretty low, so... They were, but I I was thinking all the way through, because this is so mediocre to, as I'm watching it, hopefully, obviously not, but hopefully, there's something at the end to surprise me, a viewer who already knows this story, there's something that's going to be cool. But there isn't, right? There isn't. It's just like remaking the original. And I said to you, it would be great if I could make this movie and uh, I'd make it exactly the same <laughs> as this. Well, let's say it's already made and I have to come in and make the end scene. And like you said, so we go like five years later and what we you, see, this is the only thing you'd change. We see it. No, I'm saying okay. it's not, this, <laughs> I'm not changing it. I'm not allowed to. It's already been made. Okay. But to make it better, just at least slightly and satisfying at the end would be five years later. And not spoiling it completely, what is happening inside that house? You mean like Ron Howard when he had to try to fix that one movie? Yeah. <laughs> and Death Becomes Her comes to mind. And I said to you... That's like, a good one. Like, what is happening inside that house now with dead reanimated people? 
would be interesting, right? How how does that play out? Like, what is happening? We don't ever get to see that because the movie ends. And, like, is this the beginning of, like, a big zombie? Is this spirit thing that's on this hill, up on this mountain, that's apparently secret, and no one else in the entire town ever mentions it except this right. old guy? No cops come around. Nobody comes to warn them. No weird old guy from the gas station comes to say, I don't go up that hill. You know, that guy. Yep. Um, there's none of that. No, none of that at all. Like, there's no, like... There's a major so are truck we accident. Get an understanding of how this weird. It's almost like. I don't want to spoil it. <clears throat> which movie it is? Cabin in the Woods. No. No, I'm not going to tell you what movie. I don't want to spoil it. Oh. <laughs> there is a, there's a scene of a movie where after everything's done and done and, and you go around to see the back of a place, don't say it because you don't want to spoil it for people because it's a good one. You're like, whoa, that puts this whole story into context. I, That's what I would have liked. Just some silent, weird thing that zooms out of the world to show me this big mountain of hell or whatever it is and how it is actually, has it now infiltrated the whole world? Is it pulling people in? Whatever. And like I said, I would have liked to see, like, literally a bit, you know, something happens right at the very end. Well, we know what happens. There's a bunch of dead folks. They're not going anywhere because they're alive now. For good, I'm assuming, right? And let you know. The See, we don't know. We don't know. All yeah. he said was it's not too late. And then you're like, what do you mean? We're not yeah. too late. So, do you um, do like an incantation or some weird shit? I mean, what is the deal? Yeah. So it's very unsatisfied. Also, do you think they thought su- that look, they would get like more movies? Look at the cover of the movie. Can you see it on yeah. your screen? Yeah. There's a, there's a thing with... there's a su- They're even featured on the front cover. The kids with the masks. Yeah. There's some kids with masks, creepy looking, with a wheelbarrow. They they walk past, and then there's one joke actually. Play there's one joke that happens there, right? Remember that joke? No. It's the only joke in the movie, and uh, the kid said, "What's that?" And the mum says, "It's a procession." Oh yeah, yeah. And she says, "What's a procession?" And she <laughs> says, "It's like a a parade, but a, not fun. <laughs> a parade, but not fun." That's the only joke in the movie, right? And it comes to nothing. We don't know who these kids are. Nope. We don't know what they were doing. We know nothing. <laughs> yeah, if you would find out. Yeah. She go in the last scene. She could go running off into the woods with her other dead friends, and you'd be like, "Oh, all the children have been resurrected." Whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't even care if it's a boring old expected thing. That's better than nothing, I think. Yeah. So though you know, while they're a creepy image, those kids they're featured in the trailer also. And on the cover, but they are nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. You, you might, you'll blink, you'll miss them anyway. So uh, let's move on to the cast here. Jason Clark plays Lewis. I actually like Jason Clark quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, I think he did what he could here. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have really a problem with the cast performances. No. I think Jason Clark, though, I mean, the script is really hollow. Like, there's not a lot of meaty stuff to get into. There's no, like, dialogue scenes much. He talks to his wife a little bit, but then he wanders off and go back to action again. So dr- there's not much drama. This is not hereditary, for instance, which is full of drama mm-hmm. with a little bit of horror, right? Yeah. This is all the horror, but not the greatest horror you've ever seen, like, bland. <laughs> but with, you know, if you're looking for, like, some drama, there's not really any. Amy Summits plays Rachel, his wife. How do you like her? 
She was fine. She was like I said. I have no issue with any of the cast themselves. I don't know her. Apparently, she she was in some other horror movies, and she's a director as well. John Lithgow, I always like. I think he brings something to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I feel for some reason I feel like he'd been in other Stephen King stuff. Like <laughs> almost like oh yeah, John Lithgow's a Stephen been in Stephen King movies already, right? He hasn't, but I assumed he had. He seems like the right person for some I of those. I think just because you've got Dexter in your mind. Yeah, maybe. Well, Dexter was nothing like Stephen King. No, I mean, Lithgow as this really creepy character yeah, guy. Yeah, probably that. But uh, John Lithgow, uh, I liked in this. I do think he brings something. You might say, oh, well, it's just he just does John Lithgow. Kind of, but it's fine. Yeah. And then the the young girl, Ellie, played by Jetty Lawrence. Jetty? Jetty? Jetty, I think Jetty. that's how they said it. Um, I thought she was great. Yeah, very good. I mean, she had to do like physical stuff, like she had to be like in a filthy looking dress, and she had <laughs> yeah. to, she had to like, I don't know, she was kind of, she was kind of gross, and she was like, I just kept thinking, I bet she smells really bad. <laughs> you mean you know? after she was dead? Yeah, yeah. She was in Jessica Jones, that girl. It says she was in one episode, and she mm. played little girl. <laughs> Well, there you go. So we've obviously She's good seen, at being a little girl. We've seen her before because we've seen every frame of Jessica Jones. So, um, I really liked her. And then the the toddler Gage doesn't really matter. I mean, he's just a toddler. I know. Sadly, it doesn't matter. He walks onto the road. There's, you know, he's a toddler, played by <laughs> played by a couple of twins. So, um, that's the cast. Like I said, I didn't really like this movie. There are some extras on the Blu-ray. Um, there's an alternate ending. Did you like the alternate ending? It it was, I was so neutral at that point. I didn't, couldn't have cared less, to be honest. There's, um... It was just, like, really? This was your alternate? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not it's as It's not good. any more interesting. There's seven deleted and extended scenes. And then there's, like, a making of called Night Terrors, which is your typical making of, like the directors and the producer and all those people talking about the movie. They do talk about the origins and like they do show clips from the original, which I like that stuff. But I, you know, after I'd seen this movie, I was less interested in seeing that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and some of the stuff they were saying was, it was saying to me, uh, this, I can see why this movie's not quite up to snuff, like because. Yes, there's some. The two directors seemed very into it, which is cool. Yeah, Always cool. I really like that. And they were like indie directors they brought in who were making this big movie. But then, like you hear, like the producers talking, and it sounds very like you can hear trouble. Like when Correct. they say things like, "Well, this was in development for a long time, and we've had you know two people, and we attacked. got really lucky when we got these guys. Yeah, and we <laughs> wouldn't have had a movie without this. And you know, there's a lot of those phrases that come out where I'm like." Oh yeah, those are the phrases when your movie's in, been in trouble for a while. Yeah, and suddenly you get it all together and make it, but then it's not quite what you, you know, what, what it should have been. Um, Who are we to judge? Oh, that's right. <laughs> we're 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 here to judge. That's we're reasonable. We're, we're judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> um. So yeah, there are a bunch of extras on there. If you like watching extras for movies, there is no commentary. I, I didn't notice. No, maybe that would have been the best part, listening to those two directors who were really into it, you could tell. So, um, in conclusion, it's a ne for me, nil point. 
Nepois? What are you, French? I'm a, I'm from the Eurovision Song Contest. I get it. I get it. So at this time in the show, we um, do the IMDb reviews, which are, mm-hmm. I will explain so Sito doesn't have to talk much. We, um, every week, it doesn't matter if we like or dislike the movie, we look at what the IMDb people... Um, the people who give the movie the lowest score, even if it's the, a movie that we absolutely love, we want to see which what people don't like about the movie. And we've found a pattern. You say we, but that's, it's really you. We found a pattern in the <laughs> IMDb reviews for people who give the lowest score to movies. And we, I, I'm convinced it's the same like 20 people mm. every week. Anyway, okay. let's, let, let's read some 1 out of 10. Um, reviews for this movie Pet Cemetery. This guy says, as a fan of the book and the original movie, I wanted to go into the movie with an open mind and give it a chance. But I knew within five minutes that this was going to be nothing like the book or the original movie. Although in some cases, change can be a good thing, which is what I was saying earlier. But sadly, in this case, it isn't. <laughs> Where can I start? Jason Clark and Amy Sumetz have no on-string chemistry. They're not a convincing couple at all. I didn't have an emotional connection to anybody, and there's no real feeling of family. I don't disagree with that. This is a good review. What are you talking about here? You normally pick the worst ones. This is the one out of ten. Okay. Then he says, um, well, I've lost my place. (laughs) Um, He says... Was this a remake? No. It was a different story that borrowed all the original character names and the original title. And it also felt like a cheap knockoff. For me, a stranger sat next to me in the cinema and said, who said to me, I don't remember any of that happening in the book. That's because it doesn't. Okay. I don't agree with that because it does have a lot of parts from the book and parts from the other movie even. And also, it's it's a different medium, so get over that part. Yeah. But, I mean, at least they explained why they didn't like it. But it, one out of ten sounds... This guy says, know? It fails on every level and becomes a needless remake. The worst part is, it's not even scary. And the heart has been ripped from the book. <laughs> As always. Um, this guy says, This movie is so bad that they should just bury it in an Indian burial ground. Oh my. But then it would come back and you'd have to watch it again. Did you add that part? I added that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, How did I know that was you? I don't know. <laughs> Just instinct. The original version of Pet Cemetery was great. This remake has nothing to do with the book and is simply horrible. Absolute garbage. <laughs> Here comes the voice. I watched over 200 movies in the last three years in the theaters. And this is the first one I've walked out on. That's how bad it is. Oh, that's a shame. Um, let's see. I don't think anything was that bad about it. Do you know there was a sequel? Uh, I remember that too. Yeah, Bed Cemetery too. Yeah, horrible. That was really bad. Okay, okay. Uh, let's hope they don't remake that. <laughs> um, I've never in my life seen a worse sequel to the to a movie than this pile. <laughs> there is not pile. one. There's not one good thing to be said about it. Fed Gwyn is spinning in his grave. Do yourself a favor and skip it. Fed Gwyn? Come on, people. At least get his name right. Fred Gwyn. Yeah, the, Fred, Fred, uh, Herman Munster. 
yes. was the original old guy. This movie was boring, poorly acted, and hollow with no atmosphere. Yeah, well, yeah. the acting was all right. True. There is no soul in the film. I do agree with that. I do kind of agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and it goes on. There's a lot of reviews. You know, like, there wasn't many reviews for that movie we watched last week. Yeah. There's a lot for this one. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so they are the review. there are the reviews. Um, so, yeah. We're bo- we both like horror films. We're not snobs. Mm-mm. No, no. We'll Some watch of my the cheapest, favorite- shittiest horror films. Some of my favorites are really bad. Yeah, really bad. Um, I, can, but- I can own up to that. I'm afraid when it's bland like this, I can't, I can't get into it. And I like a horror movie. Hereditary was my favorite film last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, there we go. So you can what listen to us next week review the film High Life. Do you know what that's about, Sintok? No. I'll, I'll just tell you it's a space movie. Okay. And I'll leave you with that. All right. You like space movies? I do. I like science fiction. Well, that is exactly what it is. We'll watch the film High Life next week. Uh, Movie recommendations. We always recommend you some movies based, generally based on what we've just seen. So I'll recommend you some Stephen King written movies. The best one of all, The Shining, a fantastic movie that is timeless, I think. You can watch it now and still be creeped out, right? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't know. It is fantastic uh stanley kubrick awesomely directed very long i like that about it it's nearly what three hours or something it's a substantial one yeah it's good uh and my other favorite stephen king movie based Wait, on, on one How of his books, favorites can you have um is carrie which i watched uh-huh. when i was young and it freaked me out I, f- I found it very disturbing um and quite it was quite for the movie, from my age when I watched it, it was quite adult, wasn't it? It dealt sure. with real adult stuff. And um, Well, yeah. I remember, you know that, you know the f- scene at the beginning, mm-hmm. the plug it up scene. I was always like, oh, like, like how horrible are people? Like it, <laughs> it, it reminded me of school, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I related to it. Really? That scene? Not, not, that <laughs> I, not the tampons, but okay. how horrible people can be to people at school. That movie in general is just about assholes from yeah. one end to the other. So your recommendations are? My recommendations are, because if we're talking about reanimating life, we might as well go back to some of the early inspired works. I don't know what came before, but Frankenstein, I've never read. Like, the oldie timey one, like, original movie. Now, there may have been some before that, but the one from, like, the late 20s, early 30s. Frankenstein, just like if you want to absorb almost a better written story, <laughs> even though that movie kind of cuts to the big highlights, you know. We saw Frankenstein like, on Stanguli last yes. year. Yes. Now, I'm not talking about any of the other ones. Some I don't know about any other Frankenstein movie. I don't think I've seen any others. Maybe Weird Science, if you consider that a Frankenstein, but not really. They created a woman in that one. They I saw one through. with Robert De Niro in it. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw that one. It was awful. Um, but go to Frankenstein, and then just because this movie was mentioned in something else we saw this week, I'll just guess say, in terms of dom- zombies, which is my favorite horror genre, Day of the Dead. Original or remake, I don't care. Yeah, that is a great movie. I like it. One of your faves. Yeah. 
So, um, what? Uh, those are your two. So, this week on July the fourth. Yes, well, happy Fourth of July to everyone who's American and celebrates that sort yeah. of thing. While people celebrated, um, celebrated, celebrated Independence Day, we decided to watch. And a lot of people probably did, actually, because it came out that day. <laughs> uh, we watched the whole season of Stranger Things 3. Like, all eight and a half hours of it. It was glorious. <laughs> I enjoyed every second of it. You did. Um, I, have you got anything to Did you like it? I did. You like it anyway. I mean, you like the show, right? Yeah, this is definitely not one I would tell anyone about, though. If they haven't seen it, I wouldn't. We watched it for a yeah. reason. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't want to like say anything about it. But yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'm not saying spoil it, but I'm. I, I was thinking. I was thinking you were just saying it's not one you would tell anybody about. Like, oh no, I'm good. just saying watch it if you liked the first two seasons. Then yeah, I I very. I'm not saying anything about it, but I really enjoyed the story. It's a bit goofy and silly, mm-hmm. but um. I don't know. It makes me smile, the whole show. There's something, like, nostalgic, and there's something... It's very well-made. That's what I said to you. That's one of the things that I see about it. Like, the special effects are, like, tip-top. They're, like, as good as movies, right? Yeah, definitely. That Better one. than some. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I was looking that the final episode... Uh, they This won't spoil anything, but for you. The final episode, you know, the... Mm-hmm. I was it, there was a like a whole extended sequence with that that lasted what twenty minutes like in that place yeah and uh, I was looking at it then you know it's a CGI creation on the screen I was looking and I was like I I believe it's I believe all of it like I'm not like oh that's a bit weird oh look there's Spider Man flying through the air and I don't buy it anymore right I bought it the entire time it, it's just so well made and just for clarification there is no spider-man in this show oh no spider-man <laughs> comes up at the end and he saves oh, everybody i i didn't catch that <laughs> no it's great um it's on netflix you can watch it now season three and they're gonna do a season four and possibly a five i mean i'm okay with it ending but i know how you are you like more and more and more of everything i do enjoy it a lot mm-hmm. it is very fun it's just like but so are new things because you had never seen Stranger Things before the first Stranger Things, and it was awesome to see something new, yep. which is what's awesome when you see something new. <laughs> it's also awesome when I see something I'm familiar with and it's just yeah, as good but, or better. Yeah, but it's better to go new, in my opinion. Uh, also, um, thanks to my friend. <laughs> it's my birthday coming up, and he bought me a uh, present for my birthday, which I've been messing with today. What did I get for my birthday here? A Lego kit. I did. It was a really big Lego kit. If you um, are familiar with Lego kits, there are little tiny Lego kits, and then there are big, complicated Lego kits. And this one's movie-related, so that's why I mentioned it. It is the Aston Martin from... Is it the DB5? Don't even ask me. From the Sean Connery era of movies. So you will recognize the... You will know if you've seen Bond. It's the old Aston Martin, the silver one, with the ejector seat and the bulletproof shield that comes up at the back. What else did it have? It had... um, I don't know. You haven't done it yet. No, I mean in the movie. Machine guns on the front. The headlights turned into machine guns. The license plates spun around. That's the only thing I remember. 
Yeah, I remember all those things. You remember the ejector seat? Mm, ejected out. He ejected out that lady. Roughly. Yeah, so it's a model replica of that car. And it's not small, it's like, what? It's hefty, compared to the others, for sure. Yeah, it's like the size of a, a computer keyboard is probably the size, if you think about it. But it has all those features. I'm so what not is it you're it. trying to say? Thank you to your friend? I'm saying thank you to my friend for getting it for me. Does and, he listen uh, to this? Yeah. Okay. And I've never made a complicated Lego set. I've only made the, like, smaller ones. And this one has a lot of pieces I've never seen before. It's got, like, mechanisms inside it, like mm-hmm. pulleys and springs. and It's like connects. Yeah, it really is. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, Lego James Bond. Um, it's the Aston Martin... DB9, I believe it is. I mean, that's all nice and great, but what did your wife get you for your birthday? A mountain bike. (sighs) Was it a mountain bike? Yes. No. Is it a mountain bike? Yeah, of course it's a mountain bike. (laughs) Don't think of it as a mountain bike. It is a mountain bike. It's a Trek mountain bike. It's not a hybrid. It's not a racing bike. It's a mountain bike. But I I have the exact same thing. doesn't feel like a mountain bike to me. (laughs) A mountain bike is a bike with those those bikes that we've got down Mm -hmm. there. Those are mountain bikes because of the the geometry of the frame and the fact that they have suspension. Okay. That, that makes them a mountain bike. That's good to know. Yeah. So, yes, they are Trek mountain bikes. So, while you stand at that counter all day, all hunched over, drinking too much tea in a bad position, inside out of the sunshine, putting that Lego together, you could be out riding your bike. Oh, wait. It's been raining every day. <laughs> and I've been sick, so... That's the why, Lego that's why. the Lego fills the gap perfectly. But yeah, um, those bikes are great. I love them. Um, so, uh, well, some Days Gone, I'm still playing that on the PlayStation 4. They added a patch this week, which adds a challenge mode. Uh, it's separate to the story. You can just go in the main menu, choose challenge mode. And it, it's like you go up a horde of, against a horde of zombies. There's one mode where you just see how long you can survive against a literal horde of zombies, like hundreds of them. Uh, it's really fun to play. And there's a second mode where you go up against a horde of, you know, real people, like um, assholes with guns. So uh, Always the real issue with the zombie apocalypse yeah. are the other people. Yeah. In fact, the other people are harder to deal with than the zombies, generally. We all know this. Because they they've they're intelligent and they can shoot you. So um, There's always an asshole who wants you what you want, but the zombie just wants your brain. Or she... They're really not that discriminatory, but the assholes, they might want all kinds of shit from you. And that's a free um, download, actually, if you already own that game. You might not know that it came out because you might have finished with the game, but yeah, it's a fun little game. You get, you win stuff in the challenge mode that you can use in the single player, like buffs and stuff, so it's worth a, worth a shot. So what's for dinner, said Doc? Tonight, I don't know for sure, but I think we're going to have some whole wheat pasta with some sauce. Sounds really good. Or um, just some sandwiches. I don't know for sure. But that's, that came to mind first. I like it. All right, then. And what's your uh, advice? My advice is... Don't get a cold in don't summer. Don't get a in cold. <laughs> no, don't get a cold in the summer. It sucks so bad. And um, it, I just I disagree with a lot of things a lot of people say. I'm not sure if you've noticed this over the last 20 years. I've noticed that. But a lot, <laughs> a lot of times it's like I am seriously not the only person who thinks the thing I think. Because obviously there are others. But I'm usually surrounded by people who have the ap- absolute opposite view of life. 
and I will point out my disagreement or ask the question, well, yeah, but what if, or what else, or have you thought about this? Or have you thought about that? And there's this like super protective, like, well, I've been this way my whole life. And if I've been wrong, then I guess blah, blah, blah. Like it's like you're challenging the whole of their life because they've always been. And yeah, I'm, you know, they've always been racist. They've always been homophobic. They've always been hateful, snotty, like entitled, demanding, pushy, bossy, whatever the thing is. Like these people who are just singularly about themselves and their own view of things. And they will plow through anything to keep it that way, to make it that way, and like fuck everybody else, essentially. And so when I disagree with a thing or I try to point out another thing, I'm not saying like, don't reevaluate your whole life up till now. Uh, it's too late. Like, it's done. You you have all the information in your head. You have all of your experiences up to this moment. What you might do, you know, is like, do you want to be the old person who still has all of that? Because you could reevaluate and think about the rest of your life, which will include the end of you. And the beginning of the only thing left of you are people's experiences with you, their memories of you, the things you've said and done the impression you've made on them. Everyone has good and bad. I would never deny that. But have you thought about that? Like, if, particularly my age, you know, I'm crossing over that mid-century. I've crossed over that mid-century mark. It's been 51 years. I don't have another 100 years in me. And so the end of my life is right in front of me to add to what I know, rethink things. I don't have to change who I am or what I think or what I believe. But if I get new information or a new angle or a new reason to think about something that's valid and makes life for either myself or someone else just a little bit better, that doesn't erase the whole rest of my life. I, I could be completely wrong about something that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make me non-existent now. Like my whole life has been a joke or something. It means now I have a chance from this moment until the end of me to do that thing or think that thing through differently. So I don't know if that's advice. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's all bundled up there. All right. So, um, you know, everything about this podcast, cause you listened to the intro at the beginning. You, you know can subscribe there is to know. on aschoolie.com. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. You can catch us also. Uh, if you have any feedback, email me aschoolie at Don't email Sid talk. And uh, stay you classy. You can find me on Instagram. I did say that already. Did you? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, let me say, stay classy, Mr. Stephen King. You're still writing books. I don't know if he's very classy. At the age of 95 years old. He's not 95. <laughs> is he Here not? we go. Alexa, how old is Stephen King? Stephen King is 71 years old. 71. He was born on September 21st, 1947. Uh, there we go. Customers have also asked, where was Stephen King born? Would you like to know the answer? No. <laughs> I've awakened the beasts. I'm, I'm saying he was born in Maine because he seems to like Maine. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that he's super classy, so I, I wouldn't put that out there. I would. I like that he has I'm, a I'm creative, weird mind. I don't know how classy he is. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you don't, someone will be doing it for you. <laughs>